Welcome to the Practical Research Parenting Podcast. Here's your host, Nicole Weeks. She's a Queen Scout. Hello, here is developmental psychologist Dr. Ashley Sutherland again from nurtureandthriveblog.com with another great answer to a question about independent play. Another question is my friend's daughter is about 19 months old and she always wants undivided attention so she complains persistently if her mum tries to get things done around the house and when they go out if she isn't constantly entertained because often her mum will want to chat with other adults. Um, If she doesn't have that constant adult attention she demands that they leave fairly soon after they arrive. Um, And my friend thinks this is because she just wants the undivided attention. Um, so is there, is this something to do with temperament and what can you do to encourage more independent play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is another great question that I think a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, all, all kids need attention, um, but how much they need or maybe how sensitive they are um, definitely can depend on temperament. Right. Uh, and maybe um, emotional intelligence and sensitivity. Um, and between the ages of 12 months and 24 months, two years, um, we can see um, increases in separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, so her daughter is kind of right in the middle of that, right? Right. Um, so some of this, if especially if it's kind of increased lately or if she's seen more of, more of it, mm. could be that her daughter is going through a phase, and it, it will be a phase, yeah. um, where she's feeling more anxious about being separated. Yeah. And there are a couple different phases throughout development that, um, you know, infants and toddlers will go through separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, when they first kind of recognize strangers um, as a baby, um, you know, somewhere between uh, four and six months or six and nine months, it kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Um, they can have stranger anxiety and separation anxiety. But then mm-hmm. again, when they're a toddler. Um, okay. Yeah. So attachment to a parent doesn't fully organize until about 12 months of age Um, in terms of, you know, just physiologically that, you know, the part of the brain associated with that is not kind of fully mature until that point. And then from there, it matures and develops. Right. So that's in terms of then understanding the separation between themselves and their parent. Right. And so they, as a baby, start to realize, okay, these are people I recognize. These are strangers. Now I'm going to have stranger anxiety. You know, at first they don't really have stranger anxiety Mm. at all. And then they start to develop and understand and the anxiety is there. And Mm. once they get through that stage, they start to feel okay with it. But then you see a lot of individual differences. So some babies are more fearful than other babies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that can be traced back to temperament. Right. And then the same thing happens in toddlerhood. So um, new understandings develop and very commonly we'll see a peak in separation anxiety, you know, somewhere between the first and second year. 
Mm. as they have a more mature understanding of what it means to be separated. So some of this could be, you know, fear of, you know, losing this relationship or being separated from this relationship. So it's not only physical separation, is it also sort of attention separation, if you like? I think that if you have a child that's seeking that kind of attention, Mm. that what's underlying it could be this almost abstract separation anxiety, right? right? Um, It's something that they're, you know, it's kind of on their mind, so to speak. Uh, almost unconsciously, but it's something on their mind. So it's sort of like as as long as mum's interacting with me, she's not going to be going somewhere else. Right, right. I have this connection. Yeah. I don't want this connection to break. Yeah. Right? I don't want anything to come in between this connection. Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. So, um, so some of the suggestions I have are, you know, on days that you can and as often as as she could do it, Mm. fill up her daughter's tank first, kind of first thing in the day, you know, maybe first thing after breakfast, sit down and play with her daughter for, you know, five to 15 minutes. Um, And in that playtime, you know, let let her daughter kind of direct the play. Right. She's good at that. She's in Bossy Boots. <laughs> yeah. So whatever she wants to do, you know, yeah. um, let her do it. Don't have like a structured activity or a craft or something to do. And that kind of is good for a couple of reasons. Mm. One, you're kind of encouraging your child to, you know, you're scaffolding them towards independent play. Yeah. You know, if you're allowing them to direct the play, then they're going to be able to do that when they're on their own. Yeah, you know, right. Eventually, right. Whereas if it's always a structured activity, then they don't get practice with that. Yeah. So, you know, be engaged, but kind of sit back as much as you can, you know, and, mm. and kind of go along with the flow. And you know, I found my son has gone through stages like this where he's needed more attention. And I found if I do that first thing in, 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 you know, at the beginning of the day, then it's easier for me to take time away because he's kind of had that time with me where I had my undivided attention right away. First thing. And when he's been in the, you know, those stages where he's had more separation anxiety or needed more attention and I haven't done that, Mm -hmm. I feel like I spend the whole day catching up, you know? Right. Yeah. So that's one idea. Another idea is, um, to, when you need to do something like, yeah, the laundry or clean up the kitchen, set a timer and, you know, tell your child, okay. I'm going to set this timer for 15 or 20 minutes, not too long at first, you know, and it might even have to be less than that if they're not playing on their own at all. And, you know, you say, I'm going to set this timer. And then as long as, you know, this timer is going, I'm going to be doing whatever it is you're going to be doing. And you can do this and have some activity there for them to do or some, you know, toy that they haven't seen in a while. Um, and 
um, mm-hmm. have them uh, work on that while you do whatever it is you are doing. And then say, mm-hmm. you know, when the timer goes off, I'll sit down and we can read a book or, you know, something. Yeah, right. And so slowly you can kind of um, work your way up in time to where they will have a little bit more independent play. Yeah. But I think at this age, 19 months, 15 to 20 minutes of independent play would be really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, um, you know, completely independent play. I mean, that, that would be like kind of the top level. Yeah. You could get to at that age. Another idea is to acknowledge with your child that waiting is hard, right? right. You know, sometimes you need to play on your own and, and waiting is, is hard, but this is a very important, uh, self-regulation ability to be able to wait. Yeah. Um, And do you have Daniel Tiger, the TV show? Yeah. Also, well, we, I, I use Netflix, so <laughs> I see it okay. there. So yeah. Yeah. There's one episode in the first season that's really good. And it's, it's kind of all about waiting. And there's actually mm-hmm. a couple episodes about playing as well. But in that episode, in, in the first season, they say, when you wait, you can play, sing, or imagine anything. And they have like a little catchy tune that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use that language a lot with my son, um, you know, when he was two, um, you know, to help him realize that this is something that, you know, every uh-uh. everybody does. Yeah. They, they wait. And when you wait, you can do different kinds of things, you know. Um, so and you can say waiting is hard. And so we have to figure out what to do to make waiting easier. Um waiting why I have to um, do something or be on the phone or talk to my friend is hard. But what can you do? You can do, you can play this, you can imagine, you can sing, and you can kind of help scaffold that um, ability um, in your child that way as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So part of it is just acknowledging to them that, yeah, this is this is something that's hard and I know you're working on it, right? Yeah. 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 So that's part of the, that's, that's part of the acknowledging emotions that's so important for them developing an understanding of them. Right. Yes, exactly. And along with that, recognizing when she does play on her own is really important and, and kind of beyond good job, you played on your own. You want to say, wow, you know, I heard you playing, in there and it sounded like you were having a lot of fun. Yeah. What were you doing? And then she says, you know, excitedly, I did this and I did that. And oh wow. And maybe you even play with them a little bit, you know, doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following day, when you're asking them to play on their own, say, remember yesterday when you were playing this and remember how much fun you had? Yeah. So you're getting back to that kind of internal motivation to want to do this because it was fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're recognizing, wow, you did it and you had a lot of fun. It's going to make them hopefully want to do it more. Yeah. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
And then the last kind of tip that I would have would be to, um, you know, have a little bit of a routine. So, you know, every day her daughter could count on her um, sitting down breakfast, even if it's for just a short time, yeah. right? Or, or sometime early in the day, however yeah. it works with their schedule. And then maybe have a couple of periods where you, 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 she expects, her daughter expects independent play. Yeah. So now that I'm cleaning up the breakfast dishes every day, this will be a time that she would play on her own. Yeah. Or every day um, after lunch. Um, she would play on her own. Right. And so you keep it kind of at the same time. Um, that way children start to anticipate that this is coming. And so you might get a little bit less resistance over, you know, repeating it enough time and having enough consistency. They'll just expect it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, And then it will hopefully slowly grow. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah. Yeah, something she's said has helped that you've suggested it as well as basically setting it up for success. So having a few activities there and knowing what she can do and and lots of hug, hugs and kisses for waiting. So yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's yeah. apparently helped a lot. Yeah, and and it probably is a phase or a stage that once her separation anxiety. Um, you know, she matures, um, a little bit more, you know, her separation anxiety will lessen and she'll be able to do that more and more. And that's it for this episode. You'll find a summary and all links at www.practicalresearchparenting.com forward slash play solo or one word. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please leave me a review. It's your appreciation that really motivates me. So thank you.